0: OTB OTBGAA. Listen, Tony, wow, he scored 3-4 the last. Uh, like I said it there during the week, that, like if you scored 3-4 in training, you expect Michael League come down the <laughs> helicopter and. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to the OTB GAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. Hurling on off the ball with Board Gosh Energy. Proud sponsors of the Senior Hurling Championship.
1: It is semi-final weekend in the All-Ireland Hurling Championship and for the second year in a row we've got a repeat. It is going to be Limerick against Galway tomorrow evening and then we've got Clare against Kilkenny on Sunday. To look forward to both games, I'd like to say we've got two-time all-star goalkeeper with Cork Anthony Nash. Anthony, how are you keeping? I'm great, I'm great. Um, I'm, I'm further
0: afield I'm here in Spain, so uh, if I'm sweating profusely, it's not because I'm inside in the car this time.
1: Well, I was going to say, you're probably sweating more profusely about the slagging you get for being in the car. I was expecting mm-hmm. you were going to be poolside somewhere with a nice drink, uh, but you've got yourself inside by the looks of it. No, I'm outside. I'm you're outside. i in the shade, but um, I, yeah, geez, the, the car
0: one is good, right? Yeah, I love the one of the lads or one of the fella put up a tweet underneath it, like say, oh, they actually indoors for one, so why couldn't they get a room? So uh, I kind of learnt a lesson there one day when the phone actually cut out with the heat, so
1: I. I'm to find a nice cool spot here now Only the best before semi-final weekend I was reading your column earlier this week as well and it was a point in the Hurling Pod which was brought up by both Paul Murphy and James Skell as well which is that in a way players seem to not enjoy semi-finals as much as finals there's this real feeling that by hook or by crook all you want to do in the semi-final is get over the line and actually get into a final
0: Yeah I like that's what I was kind of touching on in my article as well unfortunately look we've been to Crop Park a few times I only made one other in a final even though I think they played was it four, four semi-finals uh, it doesn't matter. Performances don't matter. Um, you know, obviously, you know, as a manager, ideally you want to go into the final with a bit of form and stuff like that. But once you're on the, the right side of a one point victory and heading into another final, it's more relief um, that you feel after the final whistle. I remember in 13 we beat Dublin like it was just we were all jumping and celebrating on the field, and people were saying that like oh we're celebrating in all Ireland like you know we weren't at any point. We we're just delighted to get to a final. Like cause as a player, it's it you know it's, it's what you're outside in the backyard and playing for. Like you know you're not running down the wing. In your backyard and hoping to win a league match, or hoping to win the Ulster final, so um, it's it's a big weekend, you know. And extra pressures come here as well because, uh, as you said, like the, the matchups from last year, Galway and Clare, hopefully trying to get a bit of revenge.
1: That can be a very powerful motivator. I would think for Clare, particularly coming into uh, this weekend, to have not performed last year, to have been beaten by 12 points against Kilkenny and to have not maybe carried their Munster form into the All-Ireland series. Uh, Tony Kelly talked about it a bit a few weeks ago, that he feels that they've paced their season a little bit better. Um, That's all the motivation you need, I would think, ahead of this weekend, is to not play like they did last year at the same point.
0: Oh, listen, if, if you if you got a, any Clare player between closed doors and ask them is this the perfect matchup, they definitely want this. I did probably put down a tough winter last year. Um, I remember in 2016, we put on a very tough winter. that after losing to Wexford and supporters becoming be coming up questioning what's going on or whatever that. And I'm sure the Kilkenny game was brought up by a lot of Clare supporters. So this is the absolute perfect opportunity for them to, to right a wrong from last year because like last year, you know, their performance in the monster final like everyone's setting them up as number two to have a crack off and it's again this year you know, and between like for me, the two number two teams fighting against each other to see who's going to be in the final um, I think it's going to be a great game but as a Clare player I'd say they're licking their lips at the opportunity to, to right or wrong
1: um, how did you ever feel about the idea of the length of a break going into the semifinals because yeah. I think with Limerick's injuries and having to work out and we'll talk in a moment about the team selections what they were going to do at six and in Kilkenny's case where they were carrying yeah. quite a few injuries coming out of the Leinster final there's the argument to be said that four weeks is probably ideal yeah. especially when you've got teams that are that experienced or is it better to come through a quarter final and have a game behind you just at two weeks before it
0: well like for us for us in 13 we came through to after uh,
1: losing the Munster final
0: in 14 we had the gap and we got hammered by tipperary above and crow park like you know so maybe you could look at it that way that we did with five weeks at the time i think rather than four but i think if you're looking at two counties in modern days that are well used to the breaks Kilkenny and limerick are two of the best and both managements will have you know a great way of, of um like I, what i would have assumed is that they would have had a week off after each of their provincial provincial wins and stuff so um, I don't think it's going to be a headache for either one of them. Um, for me, as a player, I like playing games. I just wanted to keep playing, keep winning. Like, and I know you talk about fatigue. that Clare had an extra game, but if you have to look at Clare' game and the, the fact that Mark Rogers and Tony Kelly hit heights that I'm sure Brian Lawes delighted with, you know, and you get extra confidence rather than in training. If you're scoring, look, you're you're, you're happy. But actually, doing it in a championship match is is different ball game altogether. So, you know what. I, I'd say both sides Galway or all four sides would be happy where they are as you, you touched touching the perfectly there I think Limerick and Kilkenny's injury list um, and having the time to compare a team is probably what they both needed um, and while I think Galway and Clare probably needed those extra games for a bit of momentum again
1: Yeah it's very rare that the team news that comes out on a Friday afternoon raises quite a few eyebrows and maybe talking yeah. points but this time round we've been waiting for weeks since it was announced that Declan Hannam wouldn't be back for the semi-final to see what Limerick would do and Kyle Hayes played hurling at under 21 level at six. So maybe not a surprise to see him uh, shift in field, but uh, perhaps the left field option that came out earlier, Anthony, was the fact that Gerold Hegarty goes back into the half back line to play at seven.
0: Yeah, it's, that's, I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting that Kyle um, would go to six and that Colin Coughlin would come in at half back. Um, like in fairness to John, he's not a manager that throws up bogey teams, all the thing. You know, he's also one or two changes. And you know, I, I, look, we can't, we can't assume anymore. You know, with managements that they don't float full teams all the time anyway, but it's a very interesting one. It's a very interesting one. Like, the thing about Garoad is that he's a very disciplined player. I just, first of all, I hate to be in a Murphy because <laughs> now you're looking at Garrod, Hagerty, Kyle Hayes, and Dermot McBurns and a half back line for Puckouts, and Jesus Christ, like, unless you're hitting the middle third, you're not going to be getting much success off the height of those three lads. Um, so it's a fairly dominant and, uh, you know, Uh, strong-looking half-back line but it's a bit strange but like the thing about Garode as I said in the half-hour role he's very disciplined and he does the defensive role brilliantly but I'm sure there's absolutely no problem and and what Limerick seemed to have liked to have done with Kyle Hayes and now Garode will do it is that they have that attacking force in the wing you know like that's the one fear ahead that if Kyle Hayes went to centre back their attacking wing back was gone but now with Grodd Hagerty Jesus Christ you couldn't have a better attacking
1: wing back you know yeah, um, like, essentially that's a wall that they've put up now so that's a minimum 6-4 oh, to get into the half back line If it's ridiculous it's ridiculous for a goalkeeper to be looking down at that
0: like if you put an aerial ball down on top of those three like unless they can get Johnny Glyn home from New York quickly <laughs> you know I don't know of the ending anything that can match up aerially and and like, I always joke, like, if you're writing away to God for, for a perfect hurler, you go, Look, can you give me a six foot four? or, you know, a bit of skill, a bit of speed, strength, you know, whatever like that. And he go, here's Kyle Hayes. And by the way, I'll try and go out hegarly for free or vice versa. You know what I mean? And know the two of them are in the same half-back line. is just crazy.
1: And if you're a goalkeeper facing up against that team, and in, in a Murphy's case, he's probably going to have somewhere in the range of 35 to 40 puckouts if we base it on the amount of shots that Limerick uh, tend to have in a game. So he is going to have a crucial role in determining how much ball goal we get this weekend.
0: Any team to beat Limerick, the goalkeeper has to have an unbelievable damn pocket. Limerick are the best team in the country that set up the pockets. They, they allow you go short, and then they chase you down. They'll they'll force you long, and then as you said, you're met with a the wall. They can like even when Declan Hannan's they're still the most dominant half back that's out there at the moment. Like so. As a goalie, you're kind of you really have to hit that middle third so accurately, and that's like Willow O'Donoghue and O'Donoghue. Like it was definitely the most difficult team I've ever come up against for puckouts. Like you know, and I just when I used to go against them, uh, I used to say to myself, look, I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm going to try and get. Like, if I went long as a car goalkeeper on top of that halfback, then we were going to lose. So I was kind of saying to myself, look, go into the middle third, see can we get success and get a few breaks, and that's all you can do. Um, you know, if you if you, like if they decide to go aerially uh, Galway the, the next
1: day. Unless they're phenomenal on breaks, like you know, it's, it's Jesus. Has there ever been a bigger halfback? Then? Yeah, and it's going to need a variety to the attack to try and get ball Big in there. Time. And like realistically, compared to the Tipperary yeah. game, Galway have to get more scores involved than just Connor Whelan Like Wheelan had yeah. to do a lot of the scoring from the last day. That's what I said in the article as
0: well. Like I was saying, like that. Like I know it's Co- I haven't seen the team. connor Conor Cooney. Don't to start. Cooney's on I the bench. Yeah, like, oh, so like is Tom like, see, I'm a big fan of him, you know, I've always been a big fan, that's why I kind of talked to him, might. he was like, he's just a, you know, a very, very good player. And what I found with Sheffield is he brought a bit of grit into him, again, you know, I know his form probably hasn't been great this year, but like, you're going to need Nyland to shoot the lights out from distance, you know, and he's a, a more accurate forward, probably his out there, contending to chip in, but like, Conor Whelan is doing what most um, premier forwards in each county, like you would have your, you know, your Joe Panning would have been that role before and no, he's not stepping on that mantle like, you know, but he needs the rest of the team to chip in because, like I also mentioned that, like let's say Aaron Glenn is an off-date and I say Stanigan normally chips in then, and so does Gerard Hegarty, Tom Morrissey, he, Keane and all of them so like, Galway need two or three of their forwards to have a day of days to have any chance against this this uh, Limerick team.
1: Yeah, I mean the change that Galway have made it, it reverses what they've done earlier in the year. So Doherty Burke goes yeah. back into number three, and Garrow Mac is going to come out to six. Is that a direct response to trying to stop Galan? I like that.
0: I, 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 I always prefer that. I know to be fair, both players in both positions are, are very good. But for me, the balance of the team, I think Dahi Burke three. Listen, he's been one of the best fullbacks in the game for the last I don't know how long. You know, the last five, ten years, whatever he's been playing. Like you know, and the one thing you want to do is you want to try and shut down Flanagan and Gallen inside. So not many teams have two, you know, big, strong, fit, um, full backline players like so. I think it's definitely to look at something. Whether I presume he'll be picking up land and with the form he's in, you have to think about it. Like you know, no, look it, again, it could be a bogey team. It could be McInerney back there. You know, we like we don't know. Like you know, I know it's only twenty four. Like you know, a day. Like but. I, I still prefer as, as an outsider to look in and see Dahi Bork at number three and, and McInerney at, at number six like, but, and I can appreciate why, why Henry tried to, to do it like, but for me, I think his
1: best position is actually. Mm. Keen Lynch is uh, back in the Limerick team as well at number eleven. He's going to captain the team uh, for the first time in championship uh, tomorrow evening as well. Um, the expectation would be that now Keen Lynch hits Crow Park, maybe some of the other players who maybe haven't uh, hit the heights of what we expect, like Gerald Haggerty, that Limerick will be hoping now that they can step it up a level as we get into the All Ireland series here.
0: Yeah, look, I, I think they said it to Gerard there a few weeks back. The longer this team are left in the Championship, the worse the other teams are going to feel about it, Like you know? Um, I'm delighted for Keen to be fair, because he's after going through torment. Like, you know, I'd say his head is, you know, is melted from the injuries and stuff like that. And all he wants to do is hurl it. Like, before his major injury, like, he was the best hurler in the country, you know? And um, we always refer to Tony Kelly as, you know, as the maestro at centre forward. Like, Keane Lynch had taken that mantle over and had become the guy that was just... You know, like, he would have caused Cork the headache in, in the 2021 20, final or 22, whatever. And because, like, you were kind of wondering, should you follow? And if you follow, you're lying glan and, and planning in the side. And if you don't follow, Keen Lynch is going to destroy you. So, you know, Keen Lynch in form, which I hope to see, um, is great for, you know, every neutral spectator as well, because like what a, what a genius on the ball like you know and we've been deprived of that and and shows how strong Limerick are and I really hope for his sake that first of all he's fully fit and second of all he shows everyone in the country again, how good he is
1: yeah um, what kind of influence are you expecting from Kyle Mannion here because he got on a world of ball against Tipperary where he got himself into very clever positions and he was often the guy who made the pass before the pass in the tip game last year I thought he played very well at the point where Galway had to push him up in the second half. He's he can be effective in a few different positions, but what type of role do you think Carl Mannion is gonna play tomorrow evening?
0: So for me, like I refer to Tony Kelly and Keen Lynch, I think Carl Mannion is the Galway version. I think you know he's the guy that just makes that team tick. He's just a playmaker. He is such a, you know, a wonderful holder on the ball. I think he's like look, a free role probably suited more, like you know if he stays in midfield, we'll have done over Darragh was if I pick him up, like, you know, now, whether he drops back into the pocket and is doing is doing what he did against Tip, you know, to get on the ball, it, it worked an absolute treat that day, like, and i was surprised that, like, for me, I would have sacrificed the forward on him, you know, and put someone around him to mark him, uh, because, like, with all due respect to any back anywhere, Cahill uh, Mannion's a far better hurler, you know, Um so, like, I would have kind of probably looked at that. And I know Limerick, if they have Graham McCahy or Peter Casey, and whoever is, you know, is in the 15 wall at any given time, that they'll be kind of looking at that too. So, where they play him will be interesting. He has to, again, I refer to a couple of players chipping in. This guy, uh, you know, has to have has to have a great game because he it was a turning point for the tip game for me when he went back there and the the ball to on him. Like, do you know, what? like, again, as a neutral, like, what a joy to watch playing Hurling. He's just so talented and, you know, seems to just, you know like swan around the field with the ball you know and uh, so again for a Galway perspective he has to have a, a monstrous game
1: Galway did a really good job Of locking Tipperary down the last day It's very rare That you'll see two Of the starting full forward line Getting the hook at half time And for their inside forwards Not to score from play uh, During the game And their half back line Came out with so much ball But it feels like It's a very different challenge Trying to stop this Limerick team Compared to the way That Tipperary were poking the ball in the last day That Galway full back line going to be under As much pressure as I am At the moment I'll tell you I'm,
0: <laughs> It is
1: just like
0: You've got the best duo of all inside like that worked so well together like you know I, I kind of referred to this before that you had like Galan, Flanagan seems to be Gillan's legs you know and it's not that he doesn't have it, but he, the amount of off the ball running to create space he does is unbelievable and I did an article on him starting start the year to show the importance the limit that this guy is. He is just brilliant and you know closing down Tipperary is one thing and that's no disrespect to Tipperary but these two boys are just in, Galan especially is in the form of his life. Um, you know so like and I think that's what they're going to counteract like I wouldn't be you know like like the the Dahi Bork thing I I think they should do whether they do it or not is another thing but I really think if they can just tie him down you know which is a very difficult job like like I, I look. I, I kind of refer to that I just don't see, you know, and I know I'd be lambasted by saying this, like I just don't see a Galway win. Like I just don't see them being able to have all those performances. And and the reason is that is that they haven't consistently shown us for 70 minutes yet this year. Are they good enough? 100%. Galway hurling is always there. Listen, they're one of the premier counties. but this year they've shown twenty minutes in a game. Then they go on to give another team a purple patcher. They take a few long range shots and they go wide. And Connor Williams inside, especially in Dublin, putting his hands in the air, going where to get the ball in. They need to strike a balance of deliveries, especially getting into him. And then, like that's hoping that he gets the better of his marker. Like so, I assume it'll be Dan Morrissey on him, who's an incredible man marker. Like you know, so whether it'll be him or what. But yeah, I just suck I just you know if, 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 like there's no sitting on the fence here. Like I don't see I don't see a Galway victory. Like you know, I think. Which is a disappointment, I suppose, like if you're looking in from that angle, like, or as a neutral, like, but, um, I I just think Limerick had too much, even with their injuries.
1: Yeah, you'd have to stitch together maybe Galway's second half performance against Dublin, the first half in yeah. Olin Park this year, yeah. periods of the Leinster final and maybe some of the game before halftime against Tipperary. And you would say that is the height that this Galway team can get to. I, like, for me, I kind of always think they match up very well physically against Limerick. They can have the muscle memory yes. of having won at the Gaelic grounds. But I'm yeah. kind of coming down your side here. I just get that feeling that there's another gear in Limerick. And also, I'm just not sure if Galway can get absolutely everything right in order to beat this Limerick team because we've been talking about it a lot the last eight or nine games that Limerick have played so many of them have been very close within three points Championship this year has been incredibly close for them and Limerick tend to find the answers when they're required Big time and again uh, what I said earlier that the longer they've been left in the Championship um, it's going to be
0: interesting to see how the half-back line sizes up now for Limerick with that but for me I just think that Galway need to have the perfect day and Limerick need to have a bit of an off day for, for a Galway victory and that's not disrespecting Galway that's probably everyone else in the country at the moment you know what I mean I, I hold Limerick in that high regard from what they've done Um, and, like the question is can Galway do it absolutely like you know we saw to always fear Galway when we played and we always knew if they, if they struck form like that you were under ferocious pressure but again it's just as you said like you'd have to stitch games together um, if you stitch them together can do in yeah, but, uh, but I feel they
1: will have to mm. Second game then on Sunday afternoon the team news interesting ahead of this one as well Adrian Mullen is named to start in midfield for Kilkenny uh, Mossy Keown, who had a hamstring injury is named to start at number 11 uh, so that's two huge boosts for Kilkenny going into the game uh, Richie Reid also starting at 6 for this one and the clear news is that they've been able to name their captain Connor Cleary at number 3 despite the shoulder injury that he's had and perhaps even more crucially John Conlon and David McInerney coming back into the half-back line and uh, no Aidan McCarthy in the match day panel for Clare this week so um, there's kind of boosts on both sides there Anthony if we take it that these are the teams that actually take the field yeah
0: exactly yeah the Adrian Mullen is massive he's huge for the end race, especially when he's been playing last year it's like, you know, he's probably the the Kyle Mannion version, you know, is in like Kilkenny. So I was surprised when he was actually named midfield after like Jesus. And then I saw him play against Dublin, they want the ball he got on and stuff like that. I think was Dublin or West or one the thing they you knew. But like he's such a fantastic hurler like, you know. Um and do you know look uh, look again as a spectator you want to see the best players on the field and you just you certainly don't want to go in missing in the semi final through injury. Um but massive boost to two of Mascons so two massive boosts to Pilkini. The Clare side like Aiden McCarthy is a huge loss. Free taking alone and he's been putting up fantastic scorelines this year as well, you know, and he's been um, you know, very solid. But for me, the most important thing there is that Connor Cleary comes back in like and do you know what? The funny thing is, right? You would have read stuff before or listened to stuff before that Connor Cleary wasn't good enough and this, that, and the other. And next thing all of a sudden he goes missing for two games and not everyone's re- roaring for to come back, you know. Um no whether he'd have done a good enough job on, on Aaron Galanda, I don't know. But you know, he's vitally important to this team. Um, and John Conlon showed last year like Jesus. You know, without John Conn and the team seemed to just capitulate. Um, you know, so I think it's look, it's a very good solid clear team. Um, I think Mark Rogers and Tony Kelly hitting the farm they hit the last day is brilliant. Brian Lowan have been absolutely thrilled to see those two. Uh, I worked very I worked with uh, Mark Rogers and UL like and I think we have no one that doesn't know him, anyone that doesn't know him yet hasn't seen the best of him. He is just the most natural inside forward. And his first question is can he score a goal? And the second option is a point like him. You know, I think he's actually going to be like, he's very similar to Conor McGrath, great skill, everything like that, very low to the ground, but, uh so again you know the Clare side I think they're coming in in good settle this time again
1: yeah because yeah, like, when I look at that Clare forward line you look at there's a kind of a directness about them there's a pace about that yeah. full forward line yeah. there's a bit of inventiveness yes. when you put Shane O'Donnell uh, into account there as yeah. well like even if it gets to a point that Tony Kelly is as tied up as he was last year by Mikey Butler there's no way I think this Clare team are as quiet in the forward line as they were 12 months ago
0: so, so for me as, as Brian loan, you either put Tony Kelly at full forward and send him out to field and create your two and two inside or you put him at centre forward and tell him get out the place if they put Mikey Butler on him. Don't have him on a flank. Don't have him on a wing or a corner where, you know what I mean? Like get him into a place where Mikey won't want to be, or sorry, not the Mikey won't want to be, I don't, mind he, I don't, I don't think he wants, wouldn't mind being anywhere. But more like Kilkenny defense, you want to create a kind of a, either space inside for the two or a hole down the middle at number six. They're the two places I'd, I'd play Tony Kelly like, you know, um, because after that you can be man marked. You know, like if, even if you pick him midfield like like Mikey Butler is going to follow him all over the field um, so I think you're kind of looking at you know, where do you want to hurt him create two and two inside with Rodgers and whoever else um, or, or you get him at center forward and get the gap down the middle from the beginning of
1: the and maybe there's that argument as well that if Tony Kelly gets tied up David Fitzgerald runs the ball through the middle if Mikey Butler has been pulled around Absolutely. You, you trust the rest of your forwards to do enough scoring even without Tony Kelly like I'm sure Claire like, like, wouldn't care if Tony Kelly doesn't score from play at the weekend and they get to an All-Ireland final so there's two aspects of Tony Kelly Number one is how good he is and how
0: influential he is right? Just, uh, you know, against Kilkenny but the, mo- the second thing then, is if he is being tied up again is how can you m- make that most effective and to me it's down the middle just down the middle like we are just get the centre back out of play You know, Kilkenny might have to sit someone deeper and someone else can win it. but they have a forward lane good enough to, if the space is created so I said that's what I would personally do is either be two inside with loads of space and Tony coming out to midfield or centre forward and, and pull, pull Mikey a lot of this and let you know, the other players know that he's going to have a huge gap down the middle
1: Clare have conceded a few goals along the way here 13 goals conceded mm. so far in championship but yeah. I don't know how much you can maybe read into that that there were say like a few sloppy goals that were handed to Tipperary the first day in Ennis yeah. is it a problem that they look leaky at the back or were they more down to individual mistakes earlier in the year and he'd actually back Clare to have better defensive this weekend yeah
0: I, you know it's a mix of both like i think that they're it is a worry and especially going against Kilkenny. like the one thing Kilkenny always had him like back in their pump when they had the Eddie brennan's and stuff like that like you know they put up high scores but they'd always get a goal or two They'd always you know and they were the killer of blows like because you know they had such uh you know an aura about that team like when they got a goal especially 10 minutes before or after half time they seemed to just up their intensity going for goals and you know what it seems to be a kind of this own cody especially there seems to be kind of a trend again they want to just they're goal hungry and uh Claire have been leaking a few but you know they're going to have to you, you can't concede goals because, you know, of all the teams it just seems to give them that extra boost it's almost like a 5 point score rather than a 3 point score Um but they'll have to and hopefully Connor Cleary coming back in and John
1: Connor may be sitting a little bit deeper not allowing that space and so will help him do that John Conlon can't account for a dozen points last year with the victory that Kilkenny got but you kind of got the feeling that the minute that he was ruled out that was really bad news for the centre of the team for Clare a few years ago we would have never probably suggested that John Conlon being at six was so crucial but his absence was definitely felt in that semi-final
0: Mayor, I have no problem saying this. I thought it was the biggest mistake they were making because they kept playing John Conlon in the fourteen Like, Jesus Christ, he was a torment, 11 or 14. He was such a torment. And when he backs into back, I openly said, jeez, I think it's a mistake. And now you look at it and you go, how important he is to that team. You know, he is the anchor back there. You know, he basically dictates the defence, holds the middle very well. And not only that, like, as a forward, he also knows the deliveries that he can give. And he seems to get into space all the time in a fantastic strike of a ball, so... He's huge Absolutely massive for that team And I think Clare of all teams Have probably four or five players That they just can't afford to lose And he is definitely one of them
1: Maybe as well This speaks about the change In the role of the number six Because once upon a time Yeah You almost put like Your best man marker at six You want to yeah. get full back In yeah. six right But the amount yeah. of teams Who now play creative hurlers At six yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like I declined Hannon. You could go through look, we could go through a list to work And but for me it's it's not just creative or intelligent, it's people that can read the game. It's being in the right place at the right time. How can you get into space? You know, and it's almost like one of the midfielder jobs is to tag that number eleven, you know? Um, but like your centre-back nowadays is more the the quarterback per se and um, you know um, he's, the, he's the person that just sits around organises everything like that and that's why I think Declan Hannan will be a loss for Limerick like Kyle Hayes is going to do a fantastic job as you said he's played there before but Kyle is more of an offensive threat you know, he'll play a different role at centre back, like, you know, if he was allowed to do it, but I'm sure Limerick hasn't trained into it. And John Connon has become that. that. like it's not to stand and mark and, you know, fight the centre forward like, you know, like thinking of the John Powers at Kilkenny like, you know, standing against a Brian Corcoran or something. Like it's this guy has to come back, sweep, help, be the extra defender and yet still know his man, so it's
1: intelligence more than anything. Kieran Joyce was saying on OTBAM this morning that in a way he's looking at Kilkenny as a little bit of an unknown, trying to work out exactly where they're at coming into the semi final. What's your read on year one of Kilkenny under Derek Ling thus far? Yeah, look, I think he's definitely trying to kind of make a hybrid version from short play to long play.
0: They still go along a lot, you know what I mean? Like, um, they're trying to mix up their play as best they can but i i've been I, to be honest i think they cruised through leinster so we can't exactly say that anything went wrong i don't look the leinster championship was nothing like the Munster championship you know but i think they just got to the final and you know did their job and in the final they had how many injuries and still won so we can't say it's been a negative in any way i think he's done a great job i think the continuity to what brian cody was doing with a mix of his own style is good too and you know what i'd say as a player like i'd say no one was happy to see brian or uh, brian cody go but like i think they're very happy with what they've got so far and it seems to be going well um, you know so I, I would say
1: so far so good mm. how's your feeling about how this game is going to go then like I think the first thing to say is it's not going to be a 12 point blow out, I think either way this time oh. like,
0: you and I could sit down here I could just talk to someone else and they I, I am so tied in this one it's scary um, you know like the monster cockiness with the championship going so well puts me with Claire and then of any team that are joint slayers, or teams that think Kilkenny are just that one game team, you know, as well. So, like, I really, I really don't know on this one because there's so many things. Like, will they follow Tony Kelly? Will Tony Kelly play centre forward? You know, are these injuries cleared? Like, if we go into the field and Conor Cleary isn't there, and kind of siding with Kilkenny. You know, you know, if Adrian Mullins isn't playing, like, you know, it's just so many, you know, um, factors to this. And it's not really not me sitting on the fence. Like, I don't say that Limerick will beat Galway. This one. I don't think he will get any better motivation for Clare. I think if any Clare player could have asked for any semi-final, this is the one. Um, and I think it's going to be a cracking game. Look, if you're from Leinster, you will say continue. If you're from Munster, you might say fair. But it's going to be very, very tight to say And I, I can't see a blow in any aspect of this song.
1: Mm, I'll let you get into the air conditioning now in a moment. By the way, you're oh, more than welcome onto the hurling pod. We were joking about this, that you and Scal had some <laughs> kind of beef after you were saying that he hates yeah. uh, He, yeah, he, he is an equal well, opportunities hater, by the way. That's it. Well that's you know at least you fix it that way. Yeah.
0: No, no, I'll definitely come I'd love to have the crack. you would have to decide who's the best goal he didn't on air though. yeah well, one thing you're gonna have
1: to decide. May mix herity into the account <laughs> as well. There's just far too many goalkeepers around yeah, yeah, off the ball yeah. at the moment. That's it. I'm um, not so
0: sure that the uh, the crowd and the listeners could listen to two crazy goalkeepers talking on the show. But yeah, no
1: hundred percent I'd love to get on. Yeah, that's fine. Murphy and I can go off, refill our my waddy. Yeah. you guys can talk about bookouts yeah. for twenty minutes. No problem, be very excited. Um, the one that jumped Brilliant. into mind though, Scale was telling us a story this week about um getting ready for an all Ireland semi final in 2012 he went down into Mm. a bog Uh, he found a broken uh, bridge and had to fix that Mm. because he wasn't able to get his turf out so he should have been at home relaxing ahead of a semi-final but instead he decided I'll break a bridge and try and refix it with a bit of straw which I believe is how he spent his day uh, before the 2012 semi-final they won afterwards so he was crediting this as perfect preparation what was your preparation like getting ready for semi-finals and big games then? Are you after teeing me up here? Do you know who they beat? This to 12 semi final. Well I did, but I didn't want to mention that they beat you, Thanks very much. Well uh, you did yeah, you did it kind of
0: very subtly, in fairness, yeah. Um <laughs> what did I do? I I didn't change any routine, to be honest. I, I just I, I would have done the same thing for every match. Um if we went up on a Saturday, it would go to come pitch on a Friday with Aidan Walsh or Car McLaughlin, touch a few balls, make sure my handling was good, my striking was good and I'd be there for fifteen minutes, practice fuck Um if it was a Sunday match and we were at home, so like Craw Park obviously like I would have gone on a Friday and in nothing it would have changed nothing really um, we would have stayed up for the other in the semi-finals in the Burlington so we always knew a route where we could own a puck in the street twice the guards came up and asked us to get off the street hurling but there was no place we could really go um, but yeah that was my first ever game in co Park actually I'd never played in co Park before that so I, my preparation that day was actually changed a little bit because my warm-up would have been like let's say about 15 low balls 15 high balls or like that but the um, sub-goalie so I think it was Darren McCarthy it's time hit about ten balls in the ground and the surface was so different that I'd say nine out of the ten skipped past me. But I was like, right, we're focusing on low balls and then they got the first free and Joe Canning went for goal low. Unfortunately it hit me like what um but yeah, my preparation only changed after because I was shitting at the, the pitching club art was too fast for me. Um but uh, no apart from that I wouldn't have I wouldn't have
1: built bridges fixed bridges a going to or anything like that I was quite relaxed no it's a very scaled plan ahead of a semi-final yeah, yeah, um, yeah. did you find it unusual not sleeping in your own bed on the night before a semi-final and I know I suppose you want to probably take yeah. out those issues where you could have a late train or maybe you get stuck in the motorway you don't have that risk on the morning of a game but would you prefer to have been in your own bed the night before
0: no, didn't bother me didn't, A lot of lads would have There was a lot of The teammates would prefer To being home Stuff like that and I know teams all get to train Up in the day And they do whatever like that But we, um, I didn't mind If I was in a hotel room Or anything like that I decent enough To sleep anyway Um but never really was affecting me or, and as I said no lads would have would have preferred to be at home and gone up and down the day but I prefer to be up there the night before relax and know that you're only kind of a 20 minute journey rather than having a full day probably
1: Ah uh, yeah taste that risk out as well Hurling is That's anyone's case, game yeah. by the way off the ball has teamed up with the Senior Hurling Championship sponsors Borgosh Energy we're uncovering stories highlighting the positive impact Hurling is having on people's lives if you want to see more check out ie forward slash home forward slash BGE GAA Anthony it's been a pleasure enjoy the rest of the holiday up, and uh, hopefully you get yourself a nice Seat somewhere uh, to watch the semi finals over the weekend as well. I will. I have it organised. I have it organised. Good man. to you soon. Thanks, Thanks. Bye bye. Hurling on off the ball with Board Gosh
0: Energy, proud sponsors of the Senior Hurling Championship.